welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind. The goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. And it is uh, September the 30th, the last day in September. And this is Reg Clay and Craig Dixon. Greg, how are you doing? Craig Dickerson here. Hey, how, how are you? <laughs> doing good. You always have a smile on your face, you know? <laughs> it's all Which is a facade. <laughs> it's all a facade. Hey, well, if you're faking it, you're faking it well. <laughs> I tell you, man. got to start somewhere. Right. <laughs> so, um, let's see. I think uh, I'll open us up in our prayer. Please do. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for waking us up on this wonderful uh, Saturday morning uh, where we can share your word and uh, to give you praise. We're going to delve into the book of uh, Matthew once again, and we ask that you bless us and that you give us guidance as we go through these verses and understand what your word is really all about, what you have to teach to all of us. We hope that our uh, words and um, this podcast will open uh, the minds and hearts of the folks who listen to this podcast and touch some lives. Uh, we do this in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, sir. All, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, Craig? Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, you know, wasn't as tricky as last week. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here, here we are. Yeah, know, yeah, that's right. Smiles on our faces, ready, mm-hmm. ready to go. Um and so we're going to uh, delve uh, into Matthew, 21st chapter, uh, I'm sorry, 21st, yeah, chapter, verses uh, 20, is it 23? We're, we're going for, yeah, this is... Um, 23 Ma- through uh, 32. Ma- Matthew uh, 21, 23 through uh, 32, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's actually a wonderful one. You, know, when we t- you texted this to me. I was like, wow, we have a lot to talk about on here. Yeah. So I'll dive right into it. This is the NIV version, Matthew 21st chapter, verses 23 through 32. Mm-hmm. And this is the NIV version. Mm-hmm. Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked. And who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or from men? They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men... We are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Then he said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. All right, we should, like, take a break there. Sure, (laughs) absolutely, because that's powerful. Yeah, that's powerful, and and 
I, this is uh, we need a little background, mm-hmm. uh, just a little bit, sure. uh, because I was ignorant of this uh, when I when we pick, I picked up the track earlier this week. Yeah, um, not knowing too much about uh, John John the Baptist, mm-hmm. and we would have to go back and and talk about a lot of early Matthew to kind of get that story. But the gist of it is mm-hmm. is that a lot of people, just like we talked about, uh, you know, the kind of spiritual leaders. Yeah, in our lives, Christ, mm-hmm. maybe our pastor, yeah, maybe Doctor Doctor King, sure. Um, to a lot of uh, a lot of Christians, uh, John the Baptist is like a hero, mm-hmm. a saint, uh, a holy priest. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he was apparently cousin to Christ, mm-hmm. and prior to this, he was imprisoned because of his. Uh, Loud proclamations mm-hmm. and, and and kind of shaking things up, yeah, you know, exerting his authority. Mm-hmm. And so when uh, when Jesus uses John as an example, mm-hmm. it's very topical. It's mm-hmm. what's go- it's what's been going on, in, you know, in and amongst uh, the Hebrews mm-hmm. for a while. And then John was imprisoned. John was beheaded. Yeah, and. As a gift of Salome, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, by orders of... Uh, of Herod. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Christ has entered into Jerusalem. He's coming to this temple. As he's entered in, the army has entered in from the other side of the city, mm-hmm. and things are about to go down big time. So Christ is exerting his authority, and he and that's why he uses the name of John. Mm-hmm. So just I just wanted to give some background to that, because I was... Like I said, going into the the, the scripture study this week, yeah. I, I was a bit ignorant about that uh, yeah. that particular. And line. also, Jesus stormed the temple, right, just before this. Came in, uh, yeah. He yeah. made a big uh, hullabaloo. Um, uh, what he and yeah, he, when he was trying to cleanse the temple, he got he, you know, up yeah, to well, they were selling trinkets and all sorts of us of using the church for they, means that that, that that it wasn't meant to be as a bazaar. Yeah, you know, yeah. Having anything, said, uh, my house is called the house of prayer. Got right. really upset. And then he went on to, to you know, heal some people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of people at that time were following him and needing uh, needing healing. That's and, right. And he was healing people. And, and that's what, so that's what got the attention of these. Uh, the Pharisees. The Pharisees there. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, he comes into their house, their establishment, mm-hmm. and says it's not their house. Right. And so they're questioning his his authority. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he's obviously challenging theirs. Right. And uh, and it, it kind of makes me look about look at you know how we question authority in mm-hmm. our, our lives right now. Oh sure. And we're doing it in big ways <coughs> lately. <laughs> we're having to. I mm-hmm. mean, people you know feel compelled now to question authority to defy. Authority, mm-hmm. and when he invokes uh, Jesus, invokes the name of John, who's mm-hmm. just been, you know, killed. killed. Yeah, yeah, just been murdered because he is mm-hmm. he has questioned this authority. Yeah, it's sort of uh, it's a sobering uh, perspective. Yeah, how, how do we go about this in our lives? Mm-hmm. We know what's right and we know what's wrong, mm-hmm. and yet there are consequences. 
there are, there are dire consequences. Yep, that's exactly right. So I just wanted to I just wanted to throw that in there, and then we can continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so let me continue. I finished off on um, verse twenty-seven. So verse twenty-eight, it gets into the parables of the t- of the two sons. This is Matthew twenty-one, verse twenty-eight. So he said, you know, Jesus after he challenges. Right, the Pharisees. The Pharisees. Now he says, I'm going to tell you a little story. Yep. So here here, here we go. (laughs) Here it is. Verse 28. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. The tax, collector, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. There you go. So, an, again, another parable. Mm-hmm. But, th- but this time it's a parable not to his disciples <coughs> so much. And even though they're probably sit, standing there with him. Mm-hmm. And it's not really to the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the tax collectors and the prostitutes, they're, they're probably outside the temple. They're probably not allowed to get in. Yeah. Uh, but pro- they may be able to hear it or somebody may be going like, oh, this is what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- even if they can't hear what Christ is saying directly. Yeah. yeah. But this is a parable right to these guys in charge. Yep. And like a lot of these parables we've been reading over mm-hmm. the weeks, mm-hmm. I-, I feel like I have to zoom out <laughs> 3,000 miles yeah. and talk about, well, Matthew is recounting this thing mm-hmm. that was said and yeah. and all the characters involved and who are we and, 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 mm-hmm. and which which character can we place ourselves sure. within? Yeah. And I feel as though, uh, you know, since Christ is talking to knowledgeable men, mm-hmm. men who in, uh, whose job it is to interpret Scripture right. and to find and to understand nuance, mm-hmm. kind of get the idea that they are all these characters. Just like w- when we, you know, kind mm-hmm. of when we use our – when we dig it, dig into the scripture and we and we start to kind of unpack it, yeah. The be, the best thing I've found to, for me mm-hmm. to, to unpack it and and in a way that can relate to both my faith, mm-hmm. but also people who maybe don't have a specific faith mm-hmm. or are listening to this and saying, you know, I'm not a Christian. I'm not specifically this. Yeah. But the but the nice thing to do about these particular parables is. As you unpack them, mm-hmm. even in a very secular kind of way, mm-hmm. is to look objectively at every character. Yeah, especially in the parables. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you identify? Are you the dad? Mm-hmm. Are you the son who said, "Yeah, I'll go," mm-hmm. and then like went like, <laughs> "I'm not going." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Are you the son who said like, oh, "I don't want to go work today," and then like, oh, uh, yeah. and then later on mm-hmm. went like, "Yeah, maybe I will." Yeah, it sounds like Jesus is directly saying, "You Pharisees." You have been believers and followers of God before, let's say, these tax collectors and these prostitutes. So you may think that you're the first to go into heaven. But actually, you represent those who said, yes, Father, I'll work on the field. 
but actually you don't because if you can't accept me as your as your lord and savior although it, this was prophesied before mm-hmm. that's why that's what tripped them up when they challenged them about um you know under whose authority and they couldn't answer whether John the Baptist legitimately baptized Christ in the name of God mm-hmm. because if they acknowledge that that it was a divine thing then they have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the lord and savior that was prophesied. Well, kind of, you know, kind of one just leads to another. But also, he's saying to the people and to them at the same time, mm-hmm. he he's saying, you know, look, everybody heard what John yep. said, and everybody yep. understood it. Mm-hmm. You were there at the same time; they were there. Yep. You, we all got the same orders. Yep. Go to the vineyard. Yep. Everybody heard the same. The two. The two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two the two sons heard it. Yeah, everybody heard the word of John <clears throat> at the at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So whether you respond later mm-hmm. or whether you respond now, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. The fact that you respond is the important thing. Right. The fact that you understand. Yeah. You know the word of God is mm-hmm. the important thing. Right. And you're right. Whether you respond later or now. Uh, is is you know it doesn't matter as long as you do respond as long as you actually do work <laughs> in the field or, or follow or follow the word of God, word of God. Or, or, or hear hear the message what, right you know the things that we've been talking about uh, you know yeah. when do you hear the call right uh, but is it is it as you're gasping in, on your last breath or, mm-hmm. or do you accept it the moment it it, it enters your right. your spirit yeah uh, sometimes it takes a long time yeah. you know? and, and unfortunately I think for some folks the reason why it takes a long time is because of these questions that we ask well under whose authority well how do we know that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior these questions and it's something that we talked about during uh, breakfast time um, sometimes the legitimacy of these questions I mean when the Pharisees ask of course everyone asks Jesus' questions um, even those who are following him the disciples are asking him questions all through Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure the prostitutes and the tax collectors who do follow Christ, they have questions. But those are questions that are honest and authentic to enhance what's happening inside of them because they want to learn, because they do accept that he is the teacher and they want to learn. Mm-hmm. The questions we're getting from the Pharisees, however, are completely different. This is about, well, prove yourself. It comes from this arrogance mm-hmm. um, of, of legitimizing uh, Christ. And, of course, Christ turns around and says, well, what about you? What do you believe in? Well, we talked about it last week. The last will be first and the first shall be last. And right. here's a, here he is kind of saying it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not in a way to demean them mm-hmm. or to uplift prostitutes I, 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 or, or tax collectors mm-hmm. or I, th- I, th- I think what he's trying to tell them is as soon as you assume a power that's mm-hmm. greater than yourself, <clears throat> right? that's when you should be humbling yourself mm-hmm. the most. Right. Um, because he doesn't say that they won't enter into heaven. Mm-hmm. Just as last week, you know, uh, we were reading about the, you know, the people who got paid. That's right. D- right. Diff- different rate for the amount of work that they did. Right, exactly. <coughs> Some folks thought they wanted they should be earn more because they were there first. Because they were there. I first. worked longer hours, so 
I should be paid the same amount as someone who came here and just worked one hour. Yeah. Well, here he's saying he's he's not saying they're not going to enter into the kingdom. He just says like, you're not going to be the first. Right. Uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're going to be humbled. Right. You know, you know those that you <coughs> you mm-hmm. you know were haughty about. Yeah. Are going are going to be you know mm-hmm. accepted. Yeah. You know, with the same with the same. Um, Unconditional, generous love mm-hmm. that you assume yeah. you deserve. Yeah. And I think what he's saying is <coughs> you will enter the kingdom of heaven as soon as you let go of your pride. You're the one holding yourself back. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as, you know, when you decide to, as according to the parable, do the work, then you're let in. But I'm, But Christ is not the one holding you back. Okay, so now we've under well, now we kind of unpacked what the lesson is. Mm-hmm. This is the tricky part. Mm-hmm. Here comes here comes the tricky part. Yeah, how on earth do we apply this to our lives? Because we live in a world mm-hmm. uh, where we're asked to assume authority, sure, a lot ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we have to go about defending it. Yeah, um, and it's tricky. I mean, just the way that they're trying to trick. Christ mm-hmm. into screwing it because they want to kill him. Yeah. And they want him to, you know, embarrass himself or mm-hmm. they want to humiliate him. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, and we're, we're constantly even either from our, from our own egos mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, mm-hmm. at work we have to, <laughs> we have to, uh, you know, we're expected to, uh, you know, exert, we're asked to exert authority, we're asked to, you know, make decisions. Sure. In our daily lives, in politics right now, we're asked to stand up against what, you know, we mm-hmm. think is wrong and mm-hmm. and stand up for what we think is right. Sure. And what are the consequences of that? I mean, when you look at this yeah. and you see what's going to happen, when you look at this in this verse that we're mm-hmm. reading and we see what's going to happen mm-hmm. to Christ, eventually it's going yeah. it, it, to come down. There's going to be consequences sure. for this kind of action. Right. Just what, what just as what he was describing John just mm-hmm. like prior to that, John, yeah. you know, there were consequences, dire consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we do in our, our daily lives when we want to assume mm-hmm. authority? Yeah. What we have to ask ourselves, just as you were saying, who do we see ourselves as? Are we the Pharisees? Are they, we the ones questioning authority? Are we the ones um, saying, by what authority are you doing this? It reminds me a lot of what's happening in the NFL. You know, you have um, – yep. it first started with Colin Kaepernick, who, is, who risks you know, his career, still isn't, hasn't been hired, um, making a protest for a group of people. I mean, you know, um, black men who – are getting killed, you know, by cops who some of the cops, you know, all, not all cops are bad, but there are some cops who don't follow procedure. There are some state authorities who are over militarized and they treat black people really, really horribly. Like I said, it's not happening everywhere, but that's basically who Kaepernick is doing the protest for. Well, now it started out as a personal thing for him. Uh, something, something he felt, you know, he had the platform Mm -hmm. and, he didn't. He didn't mind standing alone doing it. Right. And and the fact that as more and more people, mm-hmm. you know, wanted to argue against that and yeah. challenge his authority to express right. himself, mm-hmm. you know, they kept saying things like, "Well, you know, he's, he's talking about a really, really kind of like you know, small little faction of 
mm-hmm. what happens to you know some African Americans in this great big country, mm-hmm. it and trying to make it anecdotal, mm-hmm. trying to say like this is just you know some guy doing his you know mm-hmm. this is not a big deal, mm-hmm. but but as as people got more, as people wanted to challenge it more right, and more, right? He just it it kind of it kind of grew into yeah. this movement. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> right. And we saw it last week where you know you had. Um, and I do wonder, I mean, I'll talk about this more with uh, Norman on the yay, but I do wonder if the, if the NFL is trying to nerf, if you're familiar with that term, I'm not. to soften. You, well, you, I mean, as we were kids, you know, we're all oh. Generation Xers, where oh, you have to nerf football. Oh, I see the image. It, and it's a softer version of a real football, so okay. it doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. So it's like taking something serious, something substantial, and making it squeezably soft, you know. Hmm. Almost Disneyifying, and that's probably a better. Uh, yeah. Okay, Disneyifying the movement or watering it down. Exactly, you know, you know, just making it to where it's not important. Kumbaya, you yeah. know, whatever. Did you ever do Hands Across America? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for a minute. For millennials who don't understand, you can ask Siri or you know Wikipedia it. But we participated in that because you know it first started off as. Um, it was after it was uh, when USA for Africa, I think, it was David Geldof and a couple of other folks. They wanted to do something for Africans and right. and for those um, for those suffering of for hunger to to have a um, a fundraiser. So they started off with "We Are the World," yeah. and that Michael Jackson and all these folks or whatever. But then it became sort of a hands across America, and people were so into, "Oh, I'm going to you know hook hands for a cause. I'm going to do this." Okay, that's interesting. Well, there's so many, like Burning Man's another great example of that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't understand Burning Man. Yeah, well, something has like, something started out as yeah. like one But you bastardize, one idea. You bastardize yeah. a serious yeah. cause, and you yeah. make it something much lighter and fluffier. Well, I don't – I think that, you know – I, I, I think I'm, that's kind of what's happening. What's, what's happening here in, yeah. in, the, in bringing it back to the, sure, the Scripture sure. just a little bit, and then we'll go back to yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to, to your, your modern-day equivalent or equation yeah. of it is that – I don't think I don't think there's any nerfing going on. No, there's no. But in this, in, I think the, what, in this particular yeah, but I think Christian I, movement yeah. that's happening. No, no, no absolutely not. Yeah. But what's happening? The parallel is just like authorities, like NFL owners or whatever, you're oh, telling yeah. Kaepernick, under whose authority? You know, who, who do you think you are mm-hmm. for doing this? Not that Kaepernick is Christ-like or whatever, but yeah. the nature of the question, like mm-hmm. the nature of the question of the Pharisees asking Jesus, under whose authority? The very question itself is arrogant. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with, are you really the Lord and Savior? Is there something that, you know, can, you know, we heard what John the Baptist said, and instead of us taking it forward, and instead of us accepting it as the other followers have, as the other disciples have, instead of using that word and healing people's lives mm-hmm. as other people have, we're going to take the other route mm-hmm. because you're stepping on our territory. You're challenging our authority. Mm-hmm. So we're going to challenge yours. It, it's it's very political. It's very arrogant. It's very egotistical. Well, the thing That's is, ongoing. The thing, yeah, but the thing is, uh, like, uh, mm-hmm. and, and and there's another parallel yeah. too, which is kind of funny because uh, what the the fellow who started it, yeah, Kaepernick, Kaepernick, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, he's opened up the, an entire uh, just by this one mm-hmm. small personal defiant act. Yeah, he's opened up an entire hypocrisy of these coaches. Of these owners, yeah, of even the people who are, uh, and I was, listen- I told you I was listening to a right wing pun, pun, mm-hmm. right wing, yeah. pundit. Uh, <laughs> now, why are you listening to a right wing pundit? We'll get uh, into that later. No, no, no. <laughs> well, just trying to, trying to, I, I, I just I, trying I, to hear what was going on. Yeah, yeah, and how no, no, it's, it's all good. How people were responding to yeah. this. 
he was upset because well, uh, I'm there to watch the game and have two hours where I'm not thinking about politics. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, and and as I, as I yeah. as this issue becomes like more and broad and sure. detailed, uh, yeah. is it seems like it's opening up more hypocrisy. Like for instance, politics and the national anthem and sports. Mm-hmm. Have been political since they started doing the national sure. anthem. I mean, there was the U.S. who paid, you know, owners millions of dollars to do the national anthem so that they could yeah. get army recruits. Sure, <laughs> and, the fly, and the flybys and all that stuff. I mean, it really hit ahead when. Remember when uh, Whitney Houston? I think it was 1993 during the Persian Gulf War, where they started having the flybys and you know, and the the flag that would take up a whole football I, stadium. I yeah, mean, I mean, when has it not been political? Right, and you know, and and so I, I think this locking of hands is a kind of a nerf thing because, in a way, it's kind of glossing over. A lot of the hypocrisy of uh, why it's there in the first place, mm-hmm. and this Kaepernick has been just used their own, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. tool of a national anthem, sure. or their own like little mm-hmm. device, yeah, just to you know make a personal statement about about something that he finds important, right? An ideology that he believes mm-hmm. in, and would like, and because he has the platform and mm-hmm. and, and fans, and he's allowed to do it, he's mm-hmm. doing it, yeah. You know? And and I'm not comparing because I, I have some issues with Colin Kaepernick purely just on a football level. You know, the only reason I thought that he even dealt with all, because his career is not defined by, you know, when Muhammad Ali, he defined his entire career challenging authority mm-hmm. as well as being a damn good boxer. Right. Kaepernick, on the other hand. He 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 he, um, he faltered as a quarterback. That's why he he got replaced by a guy named Blaine Gabbard, mm-hmm. and he became the number two quarterback. And all of a sudden, um, you know, of course Harbaugh isn't even around anymore. I'm getting into football now. Folks are like, "Hey, I thought we get into the Bible. Hey. Stay with me for a little bit." But so um, Kaepernick is not Christ, and he, it, I, I'm not even sure if he's even Christ-like. I think he may even be Muslim or whatever. I'm not even sure. But if you think about the fact that he hasn't worked in about a year. He hasn't, and, and other folks who are less talented than him have jobs and are actually playing in the NFL. Um, it's almost a crucifixion. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I know it's a very light, light analogy, very light analogy. But when people, you know, the Pharisees are challenging him, not considering, if you think about it, what Kaepernick has done has been for the better good. We're talking about it. People yeah. are talking about it. Well, you know, uh, like I was telling you, mm-hmm. you know, like 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 this one one person. Oh, please leave the politics at the door. We're coming to the. We're coming to yeah. be a good Negro. This, you know, just this just is. Do, we pay you to football. <laughs> just play football. <laughs> and this Go is ahead. and this is our place to relax and not have to think about life's uh, problems or our stress. You know, uh, you know, downer things like cops beating. African American. So this is football. This is entertainment for us, mm-hmm. and and it happens in my church too. When mm-hmm. they have a meeting and they want to do something political, mm-hmm. and the vestry meets and uh, and they say, "Oh, please, this is my place of worship. This is this is my me time with mm-hmm. with, with God. I do not want mm-hmm. politics. I don't. I don't leave my politics at the door. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much." And, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure the Pharisees are kind of asking. Christ, you know, in a way, yeah. like, hey, why don't you just leave it at the door? Leave, yeah. leave politics and all that stuff to to the people who understand it yeah. and who actually run things, yeah. and leave it at the door. And your pastor said something to to a particular person. I think you were telling me. Well, they said Jesus was political. That's right. And leave it at that. That's and, right. You know, they kind of just went like, sorry, yeah. but you know, can't. 
yeah. can't leave politics at the door. And maybe he kept it yeah. that way too. He can't he can't leave his mm-hmm. his politics, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, lying out there, especially when he's supposed to be pledging allegiance to a flag that is not representing his values. And if and if you think about it, this is something we also talked about earlier today. We have to be very, very careful about placing too much symbolism in a symbol. I'm as patriotic. I mean, I love America just as much as anyone else. I do question whether America loves me, but the flag is just a piece of felt. I mean, if if you, it's okay. I mean, you know, like at, on stadiums, I you know pledge allegiance to the flag as well. I mean, I have no problem with the um, the Star Spangled Banner and the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever, yeah. but it doesn't supersede. My relationship with God. Yeah. Well, and we all have to ask ourselves, well, who yeah. are we? Go yeah, ahead. And if you wrap yourself with a flag, it doesn't really protect you from, <coughs> from, from, you know, the things that are inside. Right. The, the evil inside. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, cro- you know the cross. Mm-hmm. It's good for warding off vampires, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, you know, I had a preacher tell me, hey, you know, uh, you have a cross. I don't know if you told me or somebody else, but uh, someone had a cross, beautiful gold cross. And they were, they wore it religiously, you know, pardon the pun. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and uh, the preacher said, listen, that's just a piece of metal. That is not Jesus Christ. And you can place symbolism on that, but your faith has to be stronger than any one symbol. You know, um, there are people who have pictures of Jesus on their walls, painted by, you know, somebody. Um, and usually Jesus is white or whatever. I don't want to get political or racial or anything like that, but still, it's just an artist's depiction of mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. So we have, to, we have to be careful about symbolism and, and putting symbols well, I think on things. Got, well, when Christ refers to the crowds, mm-hmm. you know, the crowds who listen to John the Baptist, the yeah. crowds who are following him everywhere, right. the prostitutes, the tax collectors, mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. at this point, and, and, he, and he talks to the Pharisees about the people. Mm-hmm. I think that what I get here is mm-hmm. is questioning authority when we do it in our lives. Mm-hmm. We have to constantly think about our, that, that affect of how, if we do, if we do exert our own authority, or mm-hmm. we're asked to defend mm-hmm. our own authority, mm-hmm. um, we have to think, of, we have, that's, the, that's the time, that's really the time when you have to really do some inner talking and humble yourself because you have to start thinking about what that crowd's saying out there? Yep. What are they saying? Not that you have to agree with them. Mm-hmm. Not that you have to exert, you know, power over mm-hmm. them. Or not that you have to actually, you know, mm-hmm. you know, acquiesce. Mm-hmm. But you have to recognize it. Yeah. And you have to recon- and you have to recognize yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, as I was telling, uh, I was telling, wanted uh, to recount a story about someone who sure. this, this week who. Sure. Um, and this is this kind of just dovetails into this, yeah. Because this exerting authority and, mm-hmm. and defending authority is a tricky thing. Sure. Um, yeah, a friend of yours, young, right? Yeah, young lady who yeah. uh, was going into a meeting. Mm-hmm. This may have happened, and she had a great idea going into this meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, she was excited to uh, relate it to mm-hmm. the customers. Mm-hmm. And uh, a man. Mm-hmm. Co-worker, right? Yeah, just kind of trumped her. Just uh, said, like, took her idea mm-hmm. and pretended it was his own. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it was a great idea. Right. And she was She totally undermined her. She cho- totally undermined her. And she kept her cool because mm-hmm. um, you're right there in front of the customer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
and walked out of the meeting casually with everyone else at the end of it, and then started to stew about it a little mm-hmm. bit, and w- and then realized, you know, this is ridiculous. This man mm-hmm. has diminished me <coughs> as a woman. I want to speak out <laughs> against this, mm-hmm. and and I, I think so. That's per- perfectly legitimate for you to feel that way. Mm-hmm. The fact that you kept your cool probably in, mm-hmm. the, in the long run, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like made everybody feel at ease because it showed that you weren't right. confrontational. Yeah. But if you were confrontational, or you, you know, I mean, what, which probably happens to a lot of women, you know, right. oh, oh, look, she's such a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And I, and I remember my, my reaction was I hope that the customers actually saw who had the real authority. I mean, well, they saw who was confident enough exactly. to not, not make a situation. Right. But mm-hmm. that doesn't justify it. Right, and uh, and I I, I I I told her I said, hey, you know, you you, you have every right to feel, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you know that you have not been treated mm-hmm. fairly or justly, but we're not all Christ at the temple, right? I mean, we can't be, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, <coughs> look at what happened to him, Ick. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 so, you know, th- that questioning authority that. Mm-hmm. That has consequences, as real consequences. We have yet to see mm-hmm. you know, all the consequences of you know, what's going to happen here, you know, in our country with all these various, sure. various things that are going on. Right? Yeah. And, yeah, when you, and it's interesting, the story. I mean, I'm sure if the customers if, – if the customer in, in your story, let's say, asked the male, oh, that's a great idea. Can you embellish on it? Can you talk more on it? <laughs> I think he would have a problem because it wasn't his idea to begin with. And that's, you know, when we get into the, the Bible, the Pharisees are asking Jesus a question. Once again, where is the question coming from? Where is the intent of the question? Is it coming from a legitimate, pure, is it a legitimate, pure question that will help you once you get the answer will strengthen you and strengthen your faith in God? Or is it a non-authentic question which is just made to, you know, to uplift you or, you know, to, you know, a lot of people lift themselves by stepping on somebody else, unfortunately. Yeah. We could talk all about Trump and, and what have you. But well, we were just talking about men and women and how. Sure. I don't, I don't, I, I imagine he probably didn't even realize what had happened. Yeah, which, which is unfortunate. So when I think about the Pharisees, they're asking a question not to uplift themselves. They're trying to damage Jesus Christ. For sure. Whereas the questions that, let's say, Peter and Paul and. Even the folks who are following, you know, the, the prostitute and uh, the, uh, the bill collectors who follow Christ, they're asking a question to uplift themselves. It's an authentic question. And I had, I had talked about uh, during lunchtime the, the very thing of authentic, you know, when, when the Pharisees talk to Jesus to say, who are you? You know, can you identify yourself? You know, are you who you're coming into our church, our temple, and you're and you're taking away our authority? Who do you really are? Like I told you that my account got hacked uh, this past week. Actually, last week. Luckily, I did get the money uh, back. So it's fine. But there are all sorts of hacking situations going on. Like the SEC was hacked and Equifax was hacked. And I thought about authentication. You know, like there are people who ask questions to to correctly authenticate and to correctly identify who is who. Mm -hmm. There are people who don't ask any questions at all. And that's where the trouble begins. Like, you know, if uh, they said that if Equifax had had the proper um, 
the uh, proper um, authentication processes. I guess some bit of code that would ask more questions of, of people than the hacking would have never have happened. There are times where I walk to a CVS store and I'll give them my credit card and they won't ask for my ID. They'll just say, okay, well, we'll just take for we'll just take it for granted that you are Reg Clay and here's your product. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Um, but someone could, anyone could just steal my card and, and what have you. So there's no authentication. There's no questioning. It's just we'll just accept it as it is. So that's a danger. But there's also a danger in let's say over asking or or um or asking for all the wrong reasons so i just think about the authentic the, the very qu- why do we ask a question is it for legitimate purposes or is it for our own selfish purposes are we the pharisees in the story are we christ or christ like in the story or are we you know like the par- parable you know are we the first um sons i feel as though we're the pharisees mm-hmm. i mean well Right now, uh, the way I've been approaching it, and I've been thinking about it like I was telling you, who, yeah. who am I, which mm-hmm. character, yeah. I feel like the Pharisees. Because I feel like, especially they're meeting Christ for the first time, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. and are probably shocked. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel I, like that's kind of happened in my life recently. Mm-hmm. I'm meeting with Christ for the first time, and it it's an uneasy kind of thing because sure. – Especially in this, because they ask, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are you, Christ? Yeah. And he totally, Jesus always confronts us. Mm-hmm. He answers that question with a question. Mm-hmm. Who am I? What's your identity? Sure, right. What's your authenticity? Right. Are you an institution made by humans? Yeah. Or are you like me? Mm-hmm doesn't have to answer to an institution made by humans. I don't have to answer to I don't have to answer to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a back at you kind of thing. And it's unsettling. Mm-hmm. That's a great analogy. Very but unsettling. I've heard I've heard I'm sure you've heard this statement. You can't love someone until you love yourself. Um, before we can I guess before we can ask who is Jesus Christ for anyone who's trying to get into the Bible. Perhaps we have to ask ourselves, who are we, and why are we seeking God or Christ, if we are? If we're the Pharisees, are we doing it from a haughty level, like, well, can you prove to me that Jesus is real? Can you prove to me that the Bible is just, isn't just a piece, of, a piece of fiction by some bunch of writers? Then we really are the Pharisees. We really are asking for the legitimacy of, of Christ. But if we say, listen... I am someone in need. I am someone who is looking for guidance. I am someone who has heard that there's this wonderful thing called uh, Christianity, and I want to see what it can do in my life or how I can better follow God. Now, if you're coming from that humble, humble perspective, then you can really understand who Jesus Christ is because you're coming from that perspective. And I don't think you can really understand Christ unless you come from that perspective. Well... I, I feel like what I've what I've understood so far mm-hmm. is that when I've been doubted anything, and I, we attribute it to Jesus Christ because that's kind of what we're learning and what we're talking about, mm-hmm. and what and and like I said before, you know, this podcast is Christianity is the lens right that we use to focus on a greater love right, and what I really 
believe about this greater love mm-hmm. is it's not just some kind of idea I have to latch on to. Mm-hmm. There is a greater love through mm-hmm. Christ in my particular yeah. uh, that wants me mm-hmm. to live, that wants me to unmask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of the little deadly things mm-hmm. that hurt. Yeah. That hurt myself. Mm-hmm. That hurt others. Yeah. There's there's something ready mm-hmm. to embrace that. Yeah. Um, through through grace or mm-hmm. or through Christ or whatever power mm-hmm. you have, but you're not. You know, you you have this. You have this help. Yeah. You have this assistance. It's mm-hmm. not all on you. Right. True. You know, you're. You know, squandering and blind, and you mm-hmm. know, wrapped up, mm-hmm. you know, and segregating yourself from the others, mm-hmm. being mightier than the others, mm-hmm. being more self-righteous than the others. Mm-hmm. But there is a love that wants to take that away, mm-hmm. that wants you to stand hand in hand with the mm-hmm. prostitute, right? And and and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, the tax collector, sure, and to be there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the same table, right. Yeah, and um, and Jesus Jesus doesn't deny anyone. He, he he's basically telling the Pharisees, and especially in the in the parable of the um, the uh, parable of the not the ten the two sons mm-hmm. that um, you can either be first in line or last in line. It really doesn't matter. But if you're going to enter into the light of God, it's up to you. If you Hold yourself back because of, you know, this authentication question that you have. That's on you. And if you can't ask questions about what you believe in, like when he says, okay, well, what do you think about John the Baptist? What do you think about the baptism? Mm-hmm. Is it because it come from God or does it come from man? You ask the question. And if you can't ask the question, you know, the Pharisee says, well, I don't know. Well, they're taking a political stance because they want to give a political answer that doesn't piss off the crowd. And also, at the same time, doesn't authenticate Jesus Christ because they don't want to do either. Yeah, and he, he basically says, like, you know, what it's what you do that counts. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, like, well, who did God's will? Who did the work? And, you know, both of them were called to go, you know, work in the vineyard. Mm-hmm. One of them did. One of them didn't. Right. Who did, who, did the, who did the God's will? Who did the good works? Exactly. Oh, they said well, the one who actually did it. Well, no. No, sure, no. it's Sherlock. It was the one who actually did it. Okay, exactly. you know that. Yeah. But what have you actually done? Right. Where are your good works? The people, mm-hmm. no matter how humble they are, mm-hmm. if they're doing the work of God, they're doing the work of God, right? Right. They're not just talking about it. Even though they initially said no, which applies to all of us. I mean, you know, there are tons of people who are like, eh, I don't, I don't think I can get into this Christianity thing. And then yeah. later in life, yeah. okay, I'm humble. I, I'm ready. I'll make I'm my, ready. I'll make my donation at the end of the telephone. <laughs> right. Uh. And then you have those who are like, oh, I've been a Christian for 20 years. Oh, yes, I go every diligently and blah, 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 blah. But really, what's their fruit? I mean, what, is, what do they have to show for it? We're all in this together. Yeah. I mean – Truly, truly are. That's exactly right. We're all, we're all this together, either right now or mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. 
um, better off right now because then we can actually get to the yeah get to doing mm-hmm. the good works that you know yeah God has prepared for us to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can be like the uh, I think about the the guy who was crucified next to Christ. There were two of them. Oh yeah. One. Um, Held off. One was like, "Well, if you're Jesus, then just oh the oh the eleventh hour guy. Yeah, the eleventh hour guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's like, listen, if you're Christ, then step off the cross. You know, get off. Mm-hmm. The other one was like, Jesus, you know, accept me. Yeah. And he says, you know, today you will be with me in paradise. But I th- I remember thinking about that as a child. I was like, wow, this guy lived his entire life in sin, mm-hmm. and in the eleventh hour, you know, one hour, maybe a, less than an hour before he's about to die, then he gives himself to Christ. And I'm thinking as a kid, well, wait a minute. He lived his entire life in sin. But, of course, the lesson is it doesn't matter. if you give you, When you give yourself to Christ, once you give yourself to Christ, he will accept you. Well, but you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. I think part of the beautiful thing about the, the Christ story mm-hmm. to me and the, what, what I'm really – one I probably wouldn't have appreciated, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was younger because mm-hmm. it's just – it is kind of deep. Yeah. To me, is that all this? All this is happening in kind of a a human. The stories mm-hmm. and the stories of the New Testament. All of it's happening in kind of a human kind of timeline. Yeah. There's a there's a beginning. There's a middle. There's an end. Mm-hmm. Um, but once the Son of God enters a human world and mm-hmm. becomes incarnate. Yeah. You know, in a human. Mm-hmm. We're not. Ta- we're no longer talking about man or God. Mm-hmm. We're talking about God, human, human, yeah. human, man. Right. Some completely new entity, mm-hmm. and that, and the message that he brings mm-hmm. is there. There is no time. There is only eternity. There is no past. Mm-hmm. There is no future. Mm-hmm. It's all one eternal mystery. Thing you have to, mm-hmm. under, you know, that you can't even imagine, mm-hmm. and yet it exists. Yeah, that that all this, you know, morning, noon, evening, mm-hmm. birth, life, death, all that is just. It has nothing to do with what I'm saying right now. We're talking about the eternal life. So when the thief is on the cross, and mm-hmm. it's the end, and we're thinking like, well, wait a minute, what, you know. There was there was a lot that happened before this guy, you know. Right. You know, no. Mm-hmm. At that point, mm-hmm. he was witnessing. Yeah. And accepting. Yeah. Eternal life. Yeah. As. As it. As it was going to happen, whether whether you know mm-hmm. whether it made sense in his mm-hmm. time frame or not, and that's yeah. kind of what I find so fascinating about all this. Yeah. Is it, it forces you to deal in the present. Mm-hmm. It forces you to confront things from your heart mm-hmm. because it takes away a lot of the noise. Yeah. It takes away a lot of the bullshit. Yeah. A lot of the excuses, mm-hmm. a lot of the patterns. Mm-hmm. And and forces you to confront things in a in a loving way mm-hmm. or else it doesn't work very good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean there are two things happening with the person on the cross who accepts Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get back into the authentication process because I think I sort of screwed that analogy up when I was talking about it earlier today. But there are two things going on. Number one, let's say if I'm the person on the cross next to Jesus. Number one, I'm acknowledging that I'm in need, that I'm accepting, that I'm humble enough to accept 
to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, to accept that there is a God, to accept that there is something better. Um, and number two, I accept that He lives. I accept His. I accept that He is He is the Christ, the, the authority. Right. Okay. In other words, I've authenticated Him as your spiritual leader, and I've authenticated myself as being in need. So and I think you need both. So what do you think is important? Okay, say. Yeah. Let's get away from the cross. Just sure. like, like, let, let's say he could step down from that cross and yeah. Christ could step down from that cross for a minute. Right. And just have a conversation. Right. You know, apart from the pain and the agony and yeah, all that, sure, sure, sure. which is, you know, very dramatic, you yes, know, yes. kind of part of that. Yes. But, but say they just sat down and had a, had a conversation face to face calmly. Yeah. And this guy was like, you know, I'm in need of a spiritual leader. Yeah. Like, like even though, you know, like take away all this, you mm -hmm. know. Histrionics, and, yeah, and ask ourselves, what do we want? What do, what do you want, Reg, in a spiritual leader? What are the what are the thing? What are the attributes that you think are important in a spiritual leader? Okay, so, so now that's an interesting question because it gets into you know because a lot of folks get into cults or whatever. What what do I need? Well, I mean, I need someone to tell me how to deal with, let's say, uh, sadness, to to deal with um, rejection, to deal with, uh, let's say, um, people who don't. Understand who I am. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, that would be you know the first things uh, on. Um, so you'd like somebody who soothes you, sure. some, someone who mm -hmm. understands you. Yeah. Now, if someone that claims to be the Christ, then I'll say, well, give me some understanding of what it is mm -hmm. to be a Christian. You know, um, explain to me heaven, or explain to me you know um, how to walk my life, how to better serve you. Okay. But I mean, I'll probably ask some questions about, as far as going on the other end to legitimize. Well, tell me, who, you know, explain who you are, mm -hmm. and 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 what what your philosophy is, because I want to make sure that you are not the bar Jesus or you are not some some guy who claims to be Jesus Christ but really isn't. And and the funny thing with, with Christ is that he gets asked that a lot. Sure. Who is he? Who are you? Yeah. What authority do you have? And and he always answers, well, who do you say I am? Mm -hmm. I mean, who do you say I am? Yeah. And I think put ourselves back on the cross now. Because <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't think we belong there. But mm -hmm. <laughs> but ask yourself those questions again. I mean, now, now you know, it's the 11th hour. Mm -hmm. And now we really are thinking about, Who's going to understand me now? Mm -hmm. Who's going to care and soothe for me now? Mm -hmm. And and you and you're right next to uh, the Lord who mm -hmm. says, "I will. I'll do those things." Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. You see? Yeah. And and I think about the miracles that Jesus did, you know, through the New Testament. That was his way of authentic authenticity to authenticate himself. <laughs> Um, to the others because he needed to because this is something new this is a new way of God connecting to our lives mm -hmm. through his son in the flesh Jesus Christ mm -hmm. so Christ will heal someone Christ will turn water into wine he will walk on water to show us this I am the, the son of God mm -hmm. the prophecy is true I have authenticated myself to you and not only that but I'm going to teach you through my words how to live a better life. Now, it's your turn. Will you humble yourself to God? Will you humble yourself to me? So that's why that's why I'm talking about the two, the authenticated pro Christ has already authenticated himself. I mean, but there are many those as of right now who are listening to this who are like, well, okay, 
There's no one living right now in 2017 doing miracles. No. So how do you prove that God is real? Either you believe or not. I mean, that's why we say, you know, you got to have faith. This is what the podcast is about. If you don't think that this Bible that I'm holding right now is living and active mm-hmm. and can still connect into people's lives, mm-hmm. then what can, you know, then what, what can we tell you? Well, there's plenty to believe in. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if I had to sit here and think about, oh, okay, who are my spiritual uh, you know, authorities in my life? Who, mm-hmm. who are the people that I consider have authority to, mm-hmm. you know, influence my thinking or my behavior mm-hmm. and who I, who I, I find, mm-hmm. you know, to be my hero. So Christ, of course, mm-hmm. my priest, I, I, I hold him in authority, whether he likes it or not, mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I admire him and I admire the work, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I appreciate him. Yeah. Martin Luther King mm-hmm. <laughs> comes right up there, you know, and, and when I think of the attributes about what I, what I, um, appreciate about these people because they're smart sure because they're loving and caring and mm-hmm. compassionate mm-hmm. and they're genuine mm-hmm. authentic yeah and then i'll i gotta be the other character in the story too right i want to be the authority too so what mm-hmm. am i going to seek in mm-hmm. myself what do i really have right oh i've got some i think i have compassion mm-hmm. i think i'm kind yeah people and you know so we this this is what i feel like we're being drawn to yeah. To find, or at least what I'm being drawn this week to mm-hmm. find from the scriptures, yeah. like, yes, understand your authority, question your authority, but yes. understand your own authority too. Exactly. And look at the things that mm-hmm. are working for you. Yeah, because you're asking honest questions about yourself and about your authority figures. I mean, you, you have a pastor, so you talk to him. If there are questions that you have, you'll ask him. It's not like you're saying, well, I don't know if I'm, you know, you're not all challenging or challenging his. His um his status. No, you just have legitimate questions. And it's not a, and it's not like a free ride either. Right. <laughs> he's just a human being. Right. But right. he but he is our spiritual leader. He's mm-hmm. taking on that challenge, and mm-hmm. you know you want to respect it. Yeah, but you it know. comes from a sense of humbleness, you know. Mm-hmm. And even even miracles aside, Jesus is changing the lives of these people. He's changing the lives of the apostles, and also the uh, the the prostitutes and the tax collectors. Mm-hmm. Not through miracles, but through his word. You can live a different life. You can live a better life, a more fulfilling life. You can live life helping others. You can be just like me. You can change other people's lives. And if that isn't the an authentic, if that is an authentication of how powerful Christ is or how, you know, Christianity is, I don't know what is. Well, it's he certainly well, I guess upon his death there was no choice but take on that authority. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a little uh, passage there? No, no. I was just uh, I was just referring to some questions. You know, mm-hmm. um, how are we doing there? We're doing good. We have about five minutes. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're going forward. Uh, mm-hmm. With this, I, I have no idea what's what's next. I have, <laughs> I have, I have feel, we're getting yeah. we're getting toward the the heavy stuff. Yeah, which is good. But uh, I feel it should be. We're getting close to Easter, although you know Easter is actually in April. But yeah. it's okay. We can still talk about it now. <laughs> it's, it's ironic because we're getting close to Christmas, which is <laughs> the opposite of Easter. But yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll probably like uh, switch gears over here a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, next week hopefully. Yeah. Although I, I, I'm really liking Matthew. Yeah. yeah, I'm really liking Matthew. Um, Matthew is very direct. I mean, you know, it's 
With Paul, you get more into teaching and philosophy, and it's more uh, flexible. I mean, as you know, Paul has always been the apostle of the Gentiles. But Matthew is sort of, is basically, it's almost like reading a news report. It's almost like he's a reporter for CNN, and he's just telling you blow by blow what's (laughs) going on. You really don't hear his account Mm. of what's going on. It's basically just... It's like fly on the wall? Yeah. The other thing? Here it is. Well, I, I... I, I like it because it, it feels like, like in the, in the, at least in the parables, that, mm-hmm. we're, that everybody's got a little, like, like a little equal weight here. Yeah. You know, one person says this, another person says that. Yeah. And uh, and it and it feels as though I can I can sink myself into every aspect of mm-hmm. it of, mm-hmm. of the stories and kind of like expand outward mm-hmm. instead of just and I. I know that you know this has been rewritten, interpreted. Mm-hmm. You know, probably has nothing to do with the Greek or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I I could probably you know get make it even more thick, thick yeah, <laughs> than, yeah. it need, than it needs to be. Yeah. But um, for right now, I mean, it, it, I like I like approaching it from that idea because it kind of makes me feel like okay, I can I can settle comfortably here, mm-hmm. and then I can find I can really have some questions there. Yeah. You know. But questions lead to more questions. Sure. Um, and to touch, just to touch back, because I don't want to offend anyone uh, regarding the Kaepernick and what do you mean Kaepernick is Christ-like or whatever. <laughs> but all I'm saying is he's op- he's opened up something he, that other people are are questioning him, and whether it's a legitimate or illegitimate, you know, he is sort of sacrificing himself by doing something very very humble. In, in my opinion, whether it's to cover up the fact that he's not a great quarterback <laughs> or he's not as good as he was beforehand or what whatnot, he's still opening up le- uh, questions about legitimate issues that are going on. And for another figure to directly question him, to say, what authority do you have? I mean, all of us can be well, like would, that. Would, would this issue even have mattered before this? Right. No, I don't think yeah. so. It just would have gone on as some kind yeah. of symptomatic, mm-hmm. you know, thing that, yeah. that that's just American. Yeah. Well, think yeah. about 1968. Remember the guys, the Olympic guys who held their fists in the air? Yeah. Tommy, Tommy. Oh, shoot. I can't remember the last the guy's last name. But in any case, yeah. And people were offended by that. Hey, there's an American flag. You were ordered to salute. Yeah, I saw something <laughs> recently that just like said, just, but it made my heart stop because it seems so true. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, pe- you know, people who take offense against the, the, yeah. word, the word racism think thing because it's just so common yeah. in America. They think it's like saying you don't like Americans. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of. And I wonder if Jesus were to walk the earth right now, how would he feel about us saluting to the flag? I, is that a bit sacrilegious? I feel like his voice would be just as lost mm-hmm. as it was then, in a way. Yeah. Because there's so much noise. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, how else could this word have lasted mm-hmm. and rung right. s- as loudly as it does yeah. even today Yeah, had it not been so shocking and clear? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what I see. And today i mean would we recognize that that would we hear it sure i don't know right i don't know yeah it seems so noisy right now but yeah but i'm trying to keep my ears open yeah so if anyone asks me to be loyal where's your loyalty i am loyal i'm loyal to god okay well loyalty that's a that's a that's a good uh 
that's a good attribute for mm-hmm. for someone who is a spiritual authority, Rich. I'm going to keep you in. <laughs> no, man, I'm going to keep you in. <laughs> don't don't put me as an authority. Well, I am. I am. <laughs> we're, we're followers, just well, as everyone else is. Yeah. Hey, well, well, you're you're loyal. That's yeah. for, I think loyalty is great too. Yeah, well, we have to be careful about uh, our loyalty, and you know, our because there's a, there's a bigger question, and of course, we can't dwell into it because we're in our one hour mark, but. There's, there's a tug of war between loyalty and freedom. Yeah, you were talking about cult, individual cults. And, you know, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And a lot of cults say, oh, reject the authority, and, re- and that, which means don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. So the Pharisees, they're asking questions for all the wrong reasons. But then you have folks who don't ask questions at all and can be led anywhere. Both are wrong. So be humble. Ask questions. And, um, and you know, be true to yourself. And if you accept God as your, as your Lord and Savior, be true to God. I'm gonna. I want to pause. So, okay. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna say a little closing. Uh, yeah. You mean to do my blurb or? Uh, and actually, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. I know we've been rambling mm-hmm. a lot. It's okay. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for letting us ramble a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nice once again to like jump through the scripture and to share with Reg here, and we hope that. You know, as we continue, we can constantly soak in um, uh, your grace and use it to forward ourselves and others to do your good works. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, here is uh, my little blurb. Got a little script here. Perfect. So you can find you got to have faith on the Apple Podcast app. And on all iPhones and iPads, you can also find you got to have faith on iTunes. Just click on iTunes, click on store, use the search engine on the upper left-hand side, and search for you got to have faith, you'll find us. For Android users, download the SoundCloud app and search for you got to have faith. And Craig has already taken off his mic. <laughs> okay, that's it, folks, and we are out. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Oh, oh, oh.